Welcome to Nutrition Navigators Podcast, bringing nutrition and wellness to you. Together, we learn from a variety of health professionals about their stories and how they contribute to the world that is wellness. We are a monthly podcast where we interview health professionals in the field about health and wellness topics for college students. We are so excited to be back. Welcome to the season two of the podcast. We have a lot of great episodes lined up for you this semester. My name is Olivia. I am a nutrition major and a student volunteer with Nutrition Navigators. Ashley Monroe is my co-host and one of the nutrition counselors at Campus Health and the advisor for this program. On today's episode, we have Christine Carlson, Associate Director of Retail and Dining and Nutrition. Christine oversees dining services at the Student Union Memorial Center, as well as several on-campus convenience stores and cafes, and coordinates nutrition program for the student programming for the student unions. Christine has spearheaded several programs from the university, including a nutrition performance program for student athletes and active students, the Fair University pilot to address food allergy accommodations, creation of an award-winning food concept offering nutrient-dense options, creation of an award-winning culinary workshop series, and the partnership for a healthier America healthier campus initiative to highlight campus-wide wellness programs. She was also recently awarded the 2021 Arizona Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics Outstanding Dietitian of the Year. We had such a wonderful time talking to Christina about the offerings for on-campus dining and what is new for fall 2021. We had such a wonderful time talking to Christine about the offerings for on-campus dining and what is new for fall 2021. Welcome back, Wildcats, and we hope you enjoy this very informative episode. Now, let's welcome Christine to the show. Hello, Christine. Um, We're just going to get started by telling our listeners who you are and what it is you do here on campus. Sure. Thank you, Olivia. My name is Christine Carlson. I'm the Senior Associate Director for Dining and Nutrition, Um, and my role is pretty much overseeing all of the dining on campus in addition to um, the student union's nutrition programming um, that we offer through the way of dining. So for students that might not know what being a dietitian on a large university campus does. Could you maybe share how you got into your role with the student union and what that kind of entails? Sure. So um, about seven years ago, I became the first ever registered dietitian to work at the student union, which was a lot of fun um, because I kind of had a blank canvas um, to work on. And so um, a lot of discovery, a lot of ideas and creativity um, went into my role. Um, I looked at a lot of national programming and then created some programs specific to the university. My role um, changes day to day as the dietitian. Um, it includes things like meeting with students, incoming students and their parents of um, if they need a dietary accommodation or they're looking for healthier options, they might be looking for vegan or vegetarian options, all of those different types of things. But then it's also speaking to groups and, um, and making sure that folks are very aware of the things that we offer in the way of nutrition. That's actually a really good point because that comes up sometimes at campus health. If I have a student who's interested in learning about and has a food allergy or some type of dietary restriction, how do they go about getting information or speaking with you or having a consult with you? Yes, so if they're talking about food on campus or or trying to understand what types of things to eat on campus, they can email me directly. And then we also have a student, uh, our student union website has a nutrition, several pages, um, and there is a contact us form there. 
And so you're able to fill that out and contact us directly and we'll have somebody um, get back in touch with you. That's really good information for parents. There's too. an app for the student union, isn't there? With I, I believe so. It's it's part of the um, it's part of the university app. Okay. Would that be helpful with the whole allergies and, and finding food in the union as well? So what would be helpful is the app that we have that's the nutrition calculator. So we actually have something that calls out allergens, calls out if something's vegan, vegetarian, made without gluten. Um, and then we also have the nutrition information available too. And we do that for all of our homegrown restaurants, which are not the, the national brands that you might recognize from the East Coast or something like that. But we have many um, homegrown restaurants that we do have the nutrition information available. That's awesome. Yeah, and we'll link to all of those uh, resources in the show notes so students know where to find the nutrition calculator and then content information if they're interested in getting a consult around eating at the union. You mentioned the word, I don't think we, I don't think we specifically said this, but yet, but like you mentioned the word homegrown versus like national chain. Can mm -hmm. you explain to students what a homegrown sure. restaurant or yeah. concept is? Yeah, so um, homegrown really means that these are these are um, locations or restaurants or eateries that are created at the university level. So these are not franchises or national brands. So um, good examples of those would be things like IQ Fresh or On Deck Deli or Core Plus or Enrich Urban Market. Those are all our homegrown concepts that are a lot of fun because we're able to kind of pivot off of trends that are happening and what students are asking for. Um, so um, that's that's kind of the distinction. Um, we have over 30 different restaurants on campus, and the vast majority of those are the homegrown type. I don't think students know that. I feel like they're always surprised of like the, that concept of like these are all Arizona or U of A based restaurants. I guess, do you, what do you think the barrier is between students eating at a homegrown versus like a national chain? Um, I think, you know, in the beginning, I think it's, it's the brand recognition that a lot of, a lot of students will see a brand and they'll say, I know what that is. I know what I'm getting. Um, but you can, and those brands are great. Um, but it's, it's important to kind of branch out and try new things and discover. And a lot of times the go-to becomes one of our homegrown options instead of our, um, our national brands. So, um, it's just important to kind of try things out. I talk a lot about how it's kind of like going into a grocery store for the first time and it's where is everything? I don't know where I can find my favorite snack or, or my favorite type of bread. Um, so, you know, it, it's a lot like that. So there, it's kind of a treasure hunt and a little bit of discovery of finding all these different locations on campus. I remember that as a student, definitely like the core restaurant and everything that ended up becoming one of my go-to places with all the juices and stuff. Ours, when I was an undergrad, was Cactus Grill. Like we loved Cactus Grill and we would always go there. And I remember talking to students later post-graduation and they didn't know where it was. And I, I, and I think it is, you mentioned this, like that familiarity, like people go to what they're familiar with. So it's kind of guiding students to branch out um, and try new things when they have, you know, some spare time. Right. So on that note, what would you say is the most important thing, or I guess a couple important things for students to know about eating at the union? Like also maybe any new food concepts or offerings for fall 2021 that might be coming? 
Sure. So the, the first thing I'd like to make the distinction of is that the dining locations are located across campus, not just at the Student Union Memorial Center. So we have the Student Union Memorial Center, but then we also have Global Center, um, which some folks that have been on campus for a while will know as Park, um, Park uh, Student Union. Um, and then we also have um, locations that are kind of in the Highland District. And then we have some locations that are located um, up in the, the north area of the, of the campus. So a lot of different variety that's available. And it's just kind of trying to, you know, determine where your classes are and, you know, what makes sense to stop and, and um, you know, take advantage of all of those different options. As I already mentioned that, you know, the vast majority of our concepts are uh, homegrown and it allows us to pivot on trends when um, students are asking for um, a different type of cuisine or plant-based might be trending or, um, you know, different types of asks. Um, you know, we, we kind of got the idea of enrich urban market when juices were really starting to come, you know, bubble up as far as, you know, something that people were real interested in. And so, you know, we, we're always paying attention to what students are looking for to see what, how we can incorporate that. The other thing is that as the person that oversees all of the dining, but then also a registered dietitian, I'm also always thinking of how can we infuse healthier options? How can we make sure we have a plant-based option wherever there's a meat-based option? How can we make sure that we're able to accommodate folks that need gluten-free or um, you know, if they're looking for dairy-free or if they have a specific allergy or other requests that, that um, we were able to meet those for, for them. And you know, the other thing is, is, that's, that's important to note is that we're nationally recognized, our dining program. We've won many awards in the last several years. And um, it's, it, it's on a national level that, that we're recognized in, in many different ways, including our allergen program. Enrich Urban Market was awarded for best retail concept in the nation. Um, just last year, our, um, our new residential dining hall that's located up on the north area of, of campus in the Honors Village was awarded for best um, residential dining facility. We were, were awarded the bronze for that nationally. So um, we have a lot of national recognition. That's so true. I've seen the, I've seen the, the, on the website, I think it highlights the all of the national recognition. And 85 North is such an interesting concept. I think 85 North is over on by the Honors Village. That's right. And it is, I think that concept is very similar to what maybe we think about as like a dining hall when you um, think about going to college or you see the movies or you talk to your parents and, and they have this like my mom went to NAU and they have a dining hall experience so that's is that basically what 85 North is kind of modeled again uh, next to that's right it's it's more of a of a dining hall type of feel um, it is an all you care to eat um, and you know the difference between I think 85 North and, and your your typical dining hall that you might picture in your mind is that we don't have trays. We do have a um, a fun gelato machine there. We also have a, a massive salad bar, and we try and do things that are that are really trending. Um, we have a veg centric area. Um, always trying to make sure that we have those types of options. And then other dietary accommodations, things like we have a dedicated gluten-free toaster there um, and gluten-free options available upon request. So, so yeah, it, it's our newest concept and it was a lot of fun to, um, to uh, you know, build that one out. That's you don't have to live. Oh, sorry, Olivia. Well, the only thing I was going to ask was maybe for some students who don't know or aren't familiar with that is it's at the Honors College. And is that open to any student or is it just Honors students? Nope, it's open to any student. It's also open to the public. All of our locations are open to the public, but it is open to all students. So okay. if you're over at North Rec getting a workout, you can come in and get lunch or breakfast or dinner. And that's about people who are in the 
call Eller College are probably so happy too, because it's really close to the business college as far as like just other options. Because I think when I was an undergrad, there wasn't a ton over, if you were in Eller all day, there wasn't, um, things weren't as easily accessible. Right, absolutely. I think I, I didn't answer the full question though. I, I was asked about any new food concepts that are coming. Yes. Um, yeah. So sorry about that. I, I just realized I, I didn't mention that. That's um, okay. I kind of asked a bunch in one. <laughs> so um, I, I think, you know, one thing that we, we are um, growing out global um, center right now. And so we will be adding an Asian concept called um, the Szechuan kitchen in the fall. And it will have um, a variety of different things like small plates, some entrees, some noodle bowls as well. And so we're super excited about that one. Last year, we added Moss Tacos, which some folks that weren't attending classes on ground might not have been able to, to check out, but it's delicious. Um, it has house-made corn tortillas and a variety of different types of styles of tacos that you can select from. So things like shrimp and steak and chicken, but there's also a delicious mushroom taco that you could get there. Um, and then we have some salads and this year we'll be adding tamales to, um, to that rotation. And then we're also going to be looking to add, you know, different things in different areas. For example, we added cauliflower rice at IQ Fresh for our breakfast bowls. You could normally get um, mashed potatoes or mashed sweet, sweet potatoes, but we decided to go ahead and add cauliflower for folks that were looking for more of a vegetable, um, non-starchy vegetable, or just a lighter choice there too. I love that breakfast bowl. I feel like you, for the cost, you get a lot of food for for your breakfast, like the sweet potato, the eggs, you can add a vegetable. Like, I feel like that's a fan favorite. I hear that a lot from students. It's so I had great. to go try it myself. I was like, I yeah. need to go try yeah. it. No, it's super good. <laughs> Very cool. What's the, if you had to pick one thing you wish students knew about eating on campus, you might've already answered this a little bit, but what would it be, I guess? Yeah. I, well, I feel like we're constantly evolving. And I think that we're always looking at the trends and we, you know, I, I'm going to just kind of talk a little bit about what we did during COVID and what we're going to change um, moving forward. So cool. one of the things we did when, when we knew that we were kind of going to have to restructure the way that we were serving food in the fall last year is we added some smart vending machines. And so we do have one that's my favorite and it's Sally, the salad making robot. And she makes salads, but she can also make grain bowls. She can make yogurt bowls and hummus bowls. So we can change it up with the recipes depending on what we decide to load. Um, and so um, we'll, we'll select recipes and those are set recipes, but you can also customize whatever type of bowl you want. Um, so say I don't want chicken on my salad and I want half the dressing that would normally come with it. You can do those types of things. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, and we're looking to add more of those. We also have a, a ramen making robot that's over at Global Center in the um, Park Ave Market. And we, and, and by the way, that's going to change its name this summer. We're going to change that name to Global Market. And then we also have an espresso making machine in, in the new Global Market. Um, and that will be, um, you know, things that espresso, you can also get hot lattes, you can get cold lattes, those types of things as well that will be available there. And then we have some lockers that are kind of cool. So these are Grubhub enabled lockers. So you order your meal through Grubhub and you can pick it up, you pick up your, your order at a Grubhub window, essentially a locker. You scan the code and it will open the locker where you ordered your food. So it's kind of a contactless way of people being able to pick up their food. And one other thing that we did add is some pickup windows um, across probably four or five different restaurants. So if folks didn't feel comfortable going inside or we wanted to expedite service so that we weren't having as many people inside, 
um, they are able to come up to the window and pick up their order. So all of those things are going to stick, which is a lot of fun. But other things that we're kind of, you know, I want folks to know about in the fall is that we have moved back to self-serve. Um, Pima County has lifted the regulations. Um, and so we have indoor dining. We will have self-service. Um, you want to get your creamer for your coffee, you can pour it yourself. If you go to 85 North, you can help yourself to the gelato machine. So all of those things are back in place. Um, Arizona Market is another really good example of kind of a refresh we did a couple years ago, and it came out amazing. Mm -hmm. um, they have a hot and cold bar. Um, so kind of a salad yogurt bar, and then the hot bar is kind of entrees and sides for, um, for lunch and dinner. And that's actually self-serve right now. So if, if you're on campus and you wanted to go check that out, you're, you could do that today. And I saw since Campus South is really close to Highland Market, I saw that the windows, so those windows will stay through the fall semester. They, as well. Oh, they're forever. Yeah, those forever windows, windows. Are, are there to stay. And so that's cool. that's kind of a fun one. Um, we also, um, you know, had many locations that we closed last year because we just didn't see as many people on campus. Um, and so we're looking forward to reopening many of those as well. Yeah, I saw those uh, robots. I was off campus for like a year, maybe even a little bit more. And I had gone over to the main union and I saw all these like salad making robots and the lockers. And I was like, what is this? I was very excited to use one. There I feel like it fun. makes it more accessible too. Like I feel like if students don't have as much time to, to if like the lunch rush and I think we're going to have a pretty full campus on in the fall. And so if they're not like having time to wait in line, these are some really great options for more kind of quick, accessible things mm -hmm. that students can kind of grab and go. Right. And, and the other thing that's really neat about it is that all of those machines do accept meal plans too. So it's oh, not like you have to pull point. out a credit card. If you have a meal plan, you can use it for all of those, all of those smart vending machines. That's really good to know. That's a really good point. Yeah. So the meal plan and the meal plan can be used for, for anyone who doesn't know that all across campus at any of these facilities too, like global, global center, 85 North, the yep. union. That's everywhere. right. Cool. You use cat cash as well, or do you have to use your like commuter meal you plan? You can, you can, yeah, you can use cat cash um, for food. Um, most students save their cat cash for laundry um, because that's the only way you can do laundry in the dorms or they'll make copies with it. Um, if you wanted to purchase toiletries in one of our convenience stores, you can use it for that. But, uh, you know, yeah, definitely you can use cat cash. Um, it, that's just another bucket of money that's loaded on your cat card. So you can certainly use that. Very nice. Did the garden stay? I, I don't know if students know there's a garden on top of the union um, on the roof. Did the mm -hmm. garden stay through throughout COVID? Is that it did. Up and it running? did. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we do have a rooftop garden that was um, built from a, a, a case competition that we had several years ago where students kind of competed about an idea of how this would be built out. Um, they were able to build it and we grow tomatoes, cucumbers and peppers up there. I and didn't know that. All of that produce that's grown is actually donated to the campus pantry. And anything that they are not able to give out, then we will um, take and we'll repurpose and use it in our restaurants. That's amazing. I didn't, I had no idea. I've been here for, this is my fifth year. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, I've tasted really those cool. tomatoes. They're delicious. They are very good. We had them at the, there was like a sustainability fair, I don't know, two years ago. And the, the rooftop garden folks came down and shared some of the goods with us. That's cool that a lot, most of it goes to campus pantry though. Is there any additional, resources, Christine, we so appreciate your time. Is there any additional resources you'd like to share with students about like if they're concerned about eating on campus or they're feeling hesitant coming to, you know, a large university? 
Sure, yeah. Um, so first off, we kind of talked about the nutrition calculator, but that nutrition calculator is available via desktop. There's also a mobile app. And then we are adding kiosks this year. Um, so we'll have several throughout campus um, kind of strategically placed if for some reason your phone's dead or you forgot your phone um, so that you can take a look. We are adding sesame as the ninth um, top allergen over the summer too. So that's gonna be a FDA um, requirement coming up and we're trying to get ahead of that because we do, we do encounter some students that have sesame allergies. Um, I mentioned that I'm a registered dietitian. I also have a nutrition coordinator that works for me. So um, we're available for resources to assist you with dining on campus and any dietary needs. Um, we also, back in 2015, um, I applied for us to participate in the Food Allergen Research and Education University Pilot. So FAIR is what they're known as. Um, and we were one of 12 universities to be awarded to participate in this pilot. And it was an amazing experience because they came and visited us and kind of did an audit of all the things we were doing well, where we could improve. Um, we talked with um, campus health, we talked with campus EMTs, we talked with housing, um, disability resources. So just a, a very um, com comprehensive look at what we were doing. I became a, um, a master trainer for food allergies and celiac disease as a result of this. And I've been able to train about 200 of our staff um, on best practices. So we have things in, like we have a pretty good toolkit. Um, in 2020, we were awarded um, best, best food allergy program in the nation for universities. And so we have things like an allergen kit that's available at locations. So if somebody comes in and orders a burger at um, a location and says, but I'm allergic to cheese, we have a spatula and we probably have a skillet that we would pull out so that we wouldn't have that cross contact where the burger was just cooked that had cheese on it. And so we do those types of things to make sure that folks are aware of, of you know, what we are able to do to help to reduce that risk of cross contact. Um, and then we also do trainings. We do you know, huddles here and there to talk about you know, different areas of allergies, um, just to make sure that folks are super, super aware. And then the last thing I would say is that we've developed our first ever dining and nutrition guide that's going to be published this fall. It will be a digital guide. So you, uh, we'll have a QR code so that yeah. students can scan that and what's great is it's a living document. So if something changes and we need to add something or, or take something away, we can always do that. Mm -hmm. But it is very, very comprehensive. It includes a map of all the locations that we have available, um, broken out to those like historic district, kind of like how housing breaks out there. So historic district, there's a north district, there's a highland district and a park district. Mm. And so we have maps and descriptions of all of those. We have all the information about meal plans in there. We have information about nutrition resources. Our nutrition philosophy is included there. All of our awards that we've won and also that we're hiring. We're always looking for student employees if they're interested in working with us. Um, so there's a lot of great information in there um, if students are looking for it. So this actually will, um, will be out and about. Um, we'll have QR codes available um, at different tablings and that type of thing. But you can always do a search at the student union website and, and find that as well. Well, we'll have to link to that too. And we'll have to also, we'll link, if people don't know, the union is on social media. So you always, I always see the student union kind of posting new things. I feel like that's a place where students can kind of get some up-to-date information. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, those are, we do, we do a lot of different campaigns and fun things throughout the year. Sometimes it's educational and sometimes it's, um, it's something a little bit fun and whimsical. So a good example of that is before the pandemic, we actually did um, a fall favorites battle. 
And so we would have two recipes at different restaurants and whichever one was purchased the most stayed on the menu for the rest of the semester. And so it's kind of like I, I, was, I was watching a, a commercial one day and saw how sometimes there's national brands that will do that with different potato chip you know, types of flavors and you know, which one is going to win and that type of thing. So we thought that would be kind of a fun thing for students to vote on. I love that. They get involved. They get to choose. Ashley, did you have any other questions before we wrap it up? Unless you did, Christine, unless we didn't ask you something that you really wanted to share with students prior to us wrapping up, if we didn't, if you wanted to share something that we didn't yet ask you. I don't think so. I'm just super excited to start to return back to, you know, a, a great experience that students can, can have. We're, we're really excited to have students back on campus and excited to have them come and sit and, and dine indoors and have actual plates and silverware and those types of things so that they can really enjoy um, company of others and um, just super looking forward to it. That community aspect returns, right? And I think where it's like unique, it's first years, but also our previous first years, like our sophomore students who maybe didn't get that experience last year, you know, it's kind of going to be this collective, I don't know, collective healing through food. <laughs> That's awesome. That'll be great. All right. So at the end of each podcast, we just ask three just fun questions. Um, we ask everyone. So the first one is going to be, if you could only eat three foods ever again, what would they be? That is so hard. It is. <laughs> that is so hard. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you get bored with three foods? <laughs> like your desert <laughs> island foods. <laughs> so I, I think one of my first ones, and I don't know if either of you have tried it, but the Champ Smoothie that's available at IQ Fresh. And this is a, um, a smoothie that um, I developed an in internal or university program called Eat Like a Champ. And Champ is an acronym that stands for carbohydrate, hydration, anti-inflammatory, mental focus, and protein. And this is a Champ smoothie because it has all five letters. There's, there's attributes of the foods that actually have all five letters. So it's it's super delicious. It's got kale, it's got flax seeds, it's got blueberries, um, it's got yogurt. Um, just a really good, um, great way to have a quick snack or a breakfast and on the run. So um, that would be one. Um, and oh, let's see. I mean, I'm just such a fan of vegetables and fruits, which is such a dietitian answer. But I, I just, I, I have to say that you know, I, I would get real bored if I just said cauliflower or something like right. that. So I, you know, I want to eat the variety of those types of things. Um, so I would say vegetables and fruits would be the other one. And, you know, I'm, I eat all sorts of things and I, I try different things. I try and try different things at least once a week. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, just make sure that I'm experiencing a, a wide variety of foods that are balanced. I like that. Would you add a dip? Like if you were allowed a, a dip for these fruits and vegetables, is there a favorite dip to dip your vegetables in or a dressing? Well, I'm a big fan of hummus and tzatziki. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say, you know, if, if in a perfect world, a, a plate of vegetables and some hummus and tzatziki, I'm good. So. Yeah, that sounds yummy. Sounds delicious. Okay, so the next question is really easy or maybe not, but breakfast or dinner? <laughs> wow, um, so I like both. Um, I would say that breakfast I'm a bigger fan of because I think it's just super important to start off right and break the fast. Um, but I tend to be more of a savory eater, which is why I say vegetables and fruits, not fruits and vegetables. So I would say not a sweet breakfast. Um, if I had to choose, I would want something savory. Mm -hmm. I like it. Um, okay, and then the last question is, if you could have dinner with three people dead or alive, who would they be? Oh boy. <laughs> I do feel like this is the hardest question. <laughs> yeah, I would say, I would say this is a tough one. So I, 
I guess the first one I would say would be Michelle Obama and probably not for the reason that most people would think. Um, we are members of the Partnership for a Healthier America, Healthier Campus Initiative. And she um, started that, um, that program as a result of her um, Let's Move program to fight childhood obesity. And she was asked when she started this program, um, you know, so you wanna fight childhood obesity, are you interested in getting college campuses involved? And she said, yes, because these are our future parents. And so if we can, you know, make sure that those students are, are aware and um, educated, then we would have an opportunity to have um, just kind of stop this childhood obesity um, epidemic. And so um, we became one of 38 universities to participate in this several years ago. And we were able to complete all of our competencies a full year ahead of schedule. And we were awarded the Healthier Future Award as a result of it. So I would, I would love to meet her in person. I've seen her speak at the Partnership for a Healthier America um, symposiums that they have, um, but um, that would be one long, long answer. Um, I'd have to pick my grandma. Um, she was a registered nurse and got me super interested in healthcare as a, as you know, in caring for people. Um, she passed away much too early in my life. And um, I would just love to hear her advice today um, and just kind of um, get to chat with her. So I might have to have a separate dinner with her actually. <laughs> she gets them and her own. I guess I would have to pick um, one of my favorite um, books, the author. Um, so I, there's a book called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm -hmm. And it talks a lot about um, putting in 10,000 hours to, to something to become good at it. And then there's a time and place where you kind of just need to be ready to strike. And if you've done those 10,000 hours, then you, you have a good opportunity to be successful there. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I really enjoy that book. And so I would, I guess it would be real interesting to chat with him too. But there's so many other inspirational people, you know, Maya Angelou, Mother Teresa, there's just, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, so it's, um, you know, that's a, a really fun question. Um, and, you know, one that I'll have to ask some of my coworkers and yeah. see what they'd say too. Absolutely. I That's think those great are answers. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think those are great, great ones. Um, and we will, we so appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing the wealth of knowledge, like the university student union has so many accolades. So, so, you know, accomplished and that speaks to just how strong of a leader you are and all of these things that you can bring to our campus. So I'm just so excited for students to hear all the different resources that are available to them and that they're just really in a great place to nourish in a way that is really awesome. So um, we appreciate you being on the show for sure. Thanks so much for the opportunity. It was fun. And that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Please share with your friends and connect with us on all our campus health social channels and email us at phs-nutritionnavigators at email.arizona.edu to submit your questions and comments about the show. We're so excited to be back this year and bringing you some interesting content to help spark curiosity and further empower you to feel your best. We are sponsored by Campus Health and our program in health promotion and preventive services. We wanna thank Christine Carlson from the Student Union for coming on the show and taking the time to talk with us about nutrition on campus and how students can explore new options and offerings, as well as nourish regularly with a variety of options available. I don't know about you, but now I'm ready for lunch. Thanks you all for being here and until next time, be well, Wildcats.